Welcome to Growth Hack by Poppy Digital. Tips and tricks to master the algorithms from industry insiders. Now here's your host, Julian Espinoza. Welcome back to Growth Hack, where we break down marketing channels like Google, Facebook, Instagram, and show them how to make them work for you. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Clubhouse. What is Clubhouse? Why Clubhouse? And how could Clubhouse benefit you? If you can't tell, we have doubled down on Clubhouse and are investing our time and our resources into the platform. We invite a special guest today who pivoted her business during the pandemic into this little thing we're calling drop-in audio. Welcome, Bree. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So let's get straight into it. What is Clubhouse? The way that I always describe it right off the bat is Clubhouse, I feel, is a mix of podcast meets Zoom audio meets talk radio. There is no news feed like there would be for Facebook. There's no writing posts. There's no posting of, you know, photos or videos in the traditional sense. It's voice and it's voice only. It's really interesting when when someone asks me, like, so what is Clubhouse? I have a little bit of different explanation and I do use the Zoom. I said Zoom meets Instagram. That's really what I say. And it, it behaves like a social media app where you have a profile, you have a bio, you have followers and people who follow you. But instead of a news feed, you have a hallway. And this hallway is different rooms that you can enter that are live conversations. So it's interesting to kind of hear from someone who, you know, I know Bree, and we can get into this more into the episode. You talk, you're on Clubhouse every day. Um, I'm not there every day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, day and night. <laughs> Love that. Love that. So I think now that someone understands like what is Clubhouse, talk to us a little bit about, and this is more of like kind of state of affairs. Do we think Clubhouse would have been successful prior or do you think the pandemic is really what took made it take off? Yeah, I really do think it really is the times that we're in, this pandemic that hit. And honestly, even more specifically, I want to say the end of 2020 and beginning of this new year, 2021, because we spent a majority of 2020 in quarantine and during these COVID times, living and breathing in many ways off of Zoom. And what I feel now going into 2021, people are done with Zoom. They're, they're, they're sick of it and they're looking for something new and something fresh and new engaging ways to not only conduct business or events, if you want to go into my niche, but also just overall engagement and connecting with people. And Clubhouse offers that. It offers something new at a completely different speed of connection and intimacy than any other platform, in my opinion. So I think the Times and Clubhouse aligned perfectly for its success. So why Clubhouse? Why now? So I get asked this question a lot too. And there's a lot of people who I hear quote, you know, don't get it. Right. Or they're not intrigued enough to, to join because of that. But once you get in, then it kind of all starts to make sense. So it's still a very small community because it is still in beta. I mean, it's true. And even though you're talking about about 2 million users, I think now for a social app, that is extremely small and it really is a micro community. However, the fact that it is invite only means everyone is so careful about who they invite into this community. And they're so mindful of that choice that it has ensured majority 
of the members in this clubhouse community are genuinely coming on. They're providing so much value and they come in with intent for these conversations that they facilitate. And then it, you only have a very few amount of connections that you can invite people to. So like you're very, you curate who you think would add value to the platform because then there's also a social responsibility, right? Think about that, right? On my profile, it shows who nominated me. And then on people's profile, it shows that I nominated them. So you really wouldn't want to bring on someone who's going to make you look bad, right? Once you get in and even just listening and in a way watching these people on this virtual stage rip all of the filters away. There's no Instagram filter. There is no perfectly constructed post or hashtag. Your content is your voice and it's the voice in the moment. So there's no, you know, pre-planning. Everything happens so organically and so spontaneously that it is the most authentic social platform I've ever seen or heard in my life. And for that, not only is it refreshing, but the value that comes from that just skyrockets the time. Like one hour on Clubhouse feels like a day. A day feels like a week. A week feels like a month and so on. And that is this acceleration of networking and relationship building. It's all about the ROR first, not the ROI on this app. And that right there, I think, is where the gold is. This podcast is centered around uh, growth hacks. And what is a growth hack uh, in Clubhouse? Why don't we talk about what have you seen happen in Clubhouse in the rooms that you've participated in? Sure. So I there's a variety of things that are happening. Um, I will say as far as with partnerships, when you go into a room that is, you'll say, in your niche or in your line of expertise, or even on a personal level, say you're a single mother like myself, and I go into a room and I connect with people on a more intimate level, not just business, that already facilitates a relationship in one of those areas. And with everyone has, you know, a background. So whether I'm connecting with someone on a personal level and a partnership stems out from that or I'm going into an events room in our entrepreneur room. When I go in there and I step on, on that stage and I participate and I give value without any ask in return, people will want to connect with you naturally. They're gonna wanna continue those conversations. They're gonna wanna reach out and they like you. I loved the value you provided. I liked your genuine, decent human being. Let's talk, you and I connected. Right. And you hit it off with people and you vibe off each other and feed off each other's energy. And when that happens naturally and organically, it's almost like you 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 become like addicted. You know, you want it to happen again. You want those conversations and you want more. And so by showing up and choosing your rooms and choosing the people you follow and engage with very carefully. And you make sure that someone you can serve and someone who may eventually may be able to serve you in return and collaborate with and partner with. That right there is, I think, the key component. Don't just go follow everyone and their mother's cousin because that doesn't serve them and it doesn't serve you. And it doesn't serve the algorithm that is supposed to work for you, that is supposed to suggest the right people and suggest the right rooms and vice versa. 
I mean, that's happening. Deals are happening on Clubhouse, right? And that's the great thing. I appreciate your warning where it's like, don't come with, hey, you're going to come and close everyone, right? Because we can smell that. The stage can smell that. The moderators can smell that. Everyone can smell if you're there to close people, right? And what we're trying to do is preserve for as long as we can, because you know, Bree, this is going to get bigger than us and we're not going to be able to control it. <laughs> but we're trying to preserve the community and the integrity behind the community as long as we can by adding value. And then through that value creation, deals do come of it, right? Brand deals, sponsorships, clientele, and then podcast hosts and guests, right? So talk to me. I'm a day oneer. Talk to me from day one strategy to hosting and modding a room. What would a strategy look like? And just put yourself in the in the mindset of a business that is trying to expose their brand, um, trying to provide value. Put us into that mindset. Sure. I'll tell you right off the bat, when you join the platform, before you get up on any stage and speak, before you're in the audience, you need to make sure, in all honesty, you have your profile photo and you have a bio, period. Because I will even tell you on my stages, I'm not going to bring you up if you don't have one. I mean, you have to take that initiative right off the bat, especially if you plan to come in here and establish yourself as an expert in your field. It's a very minor thing, but take the time to do that. And then when you get on, you'll notice that there are automatically, there are a ton of welcome rooms that come up for new members. Make sure you also link up Twitter, Instagram because there is no messaging feature within this app. If you don't have a Twitter or Instagram setup, then you better damn well make one. And it can say in there, this is for Clubhouse DMs. Perfectly acceptable, it's part of the Clubhouse culture. Everyone understands it. You do not have to be a huge Instagram influencer with 500,000 followers or whatever for your Instagram to count. It can be used exclusively for when you get on Clubhouse and you can start from there and that's okay. So those are the key components for the bio right off the bat that I suggest you have. From there on out, you should start listening, go into rooms, listen, learn how are these rooms being moderated, go to welcome rooms like we host inside my club and you will see in your hallway, learn about the app, watch, see how speakers are speaking on this stage and just learn even just a day or two days of that, trust me, will be enough. You're going to get it very, very quickly. Then start raising your hand. Come up. There's a little button. You tap it, come up on stage, and just start providing value to a topic. It can be a very short little thing you just want to mention. It could be a question because questions are valuable as well. They initiate really content-rich discussions, and you can learn something. So that's also important. So just get up be seen, be heard, offer value, tell people you want to connect with them, tell people to reach out to you and continue those conversations off platform. Once you start doing that, and that doesn't take long either, as I said, time goes by very, very quickly on Clubhouse, then I would say, look for as many opportunities to moderate as possible. Not only hosting your own rooms, but also co-moderating with other people. Think of it as creating a panel discussion. And not only will you have support, we could do an entire episode on this in a variety of ways where you have support of others in case something were to happen and you have to step away really quick. This way you don't have to close your room and the conversation can continue. And also it helps when there's dead air and no one's on stage and no one's asking questions. So that would be the next step. 
I would say would then be moderating. And then after that, I would say it's all about community building. That's huge. That's huge on this platform. Doesn't necessarily mean you need a club. Sometimes it's not necessary and won't meet your goals to have a club. So don't feel pressure to have to open one on Clubhouse. But if you have what happened with me, where I ended up building a community of raving fans so quickly on the platform, it made sense to have a club for everyone to gather as a gathering place and one place that I could start having all of my rooms hosted and everyone could congregate there. So that's kind of the strategy, I would say, the the pipeline, if you will, to go down and then have all of that continue going off platform and continue building and building and building. What are some final tips you can give someone um, if they are a little bit nervous about starting their own room? Talk to us about once you move through the flow, you're comfortable talking, that final one of actually starting your own room. Sure. So I remember the day I decided I was going to host my own room. I was told, just as I would tell anyone who's going to go live, have questions prepared, talking points prepared, because then you can keep the conversation going instead of relying on others to do so. So I did that. So I was able to continue the conversation going, overcome dead air, ping, you know, questions to different people. So preparing questions, having talking points means you have some content prepared on the side in advance. And also I was told to pay attention to notice other people on the stage and, you know, who's unmuting their mic. That means they might want to speak and to make sure you give that opportunity if someone's talking over them and to keep an eye on the time as well. If someone's going on and on and on, as nice as that is that they feel comfortable and they're excited, sometimes it's nerves, they're providing value. Sometimes you might need to, to tell them, you know, thank you, that was so great. And I'd love to continue the conversation, but we also have to move it on because we have, you know, so much time left. And on top of that, I was also told to be perfectly honest, just do it, just get up there, just do it. And once you do it once, and once you do it a second time and a third time, it feels much more comfortable and normal, whether it's your own rooms or you're getting on other stages. Just the more you speak on the app, the more comfortable you are with it. And last, I would say it's easier when you have someone else up there with you. So if it's a friend that you happen to have on the platform, or if it's someone that you heard speak that you really admire and reach out to them and ask them. I did that. I reached out to a friend who was on Clubhouse and I said, will you moderate this room with me today? And we did. And our very first room had a good 50 people, I think, that came through, which is a really great turnout uh, for someone who has almost no followers at that time. And that was huge because then we could ping off each other and have conversation if needed. So that's what I would say. Give it a shot and prepare some content in advance. And then you could fill up any dead air or ping questions to each other and pay attention, pay attention to who's on the stage and try and be the most gracious, you know, giving a responsible moderator that you can, even if it's your first time. Love that. Love that. Well, Brie, we've come to the end of the show. Um, how does someone reach you and what would someone reach you for? 
Sure. Um, so I'm available on now Instagram all the time, um, as well as you could always find me on Clubhouse, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn. And it's all the same. It's my name. So for every single one of them, it'll be Brie D'Onofrio. And you can find me on any of those platforms. And if you'd want to reach out to me, you could reach out to me about Clubhouse. I am a professional moderator. I actually now uh, get paid to moderate rooms. And I also now even get approached for brand deals. It's been a completely life-changing experience. You're welcome to reach out with any Clubhouse questions, even if you haven't even joined the app yet, or if you want to start monetizing at the level that I am. I'm absolutely open to that conversation. And you can also reach out to me if it comes to the online or in-person events and experiences space. Still what I do, that is still my entire business, is anywhere from coordinating it to coaching others on how to do so themselves. Thank you so much for Bree um, jumping on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And stay tuned to next week's episode. We'll be talking about influencer marketing. See you soon.